9.30. Thanks for joining us, DJ and PK. DJ's out today. I'm PK. I'm having right now the opportunity to talk to a man who I simply love, and that's Tim Lacombe. Tim, I love you. I love you. And what does PK stand for? What does PK stand for? Yeah. Pure, pure kindness. Pure kindness. Yeah. Unless you're on the golf course and you're in a couple shots, I'm going to send a couple shots of you and you won't give me the putt, which has <laughs> happened plenty of times with you, man. <laughs> give me the putt, PK. Pure kindness. That's, that's why I asked the question. Now I'm going to make sure you live up to your namesake. I'm always humble and kind, as my good friend Tim McGraw sings. How good is that song? If we would just live by that <laughs> as a society, everybody would be embracing and passing COVID and be crazy. Yeah, well, I mean, if that other party, political party, would just live by what they should be living by, we'd be okay then. Yeah, that other one. Yeah. See, that, you're, you're a pro. You're trying to bait me into a into <laughs> controversy, but I'm just going to agree with you. That other party, you're right. <laughs> I hate those people, man. A couple of years ago, I would have walked right into that one, but I've been around you long enough now. A seasoned pro, former BYU assistant basketball coach, also worked up at the U, college basketball, getting into full swing, which is great, great news. Conference games, the U starts with uh, Washington tonight. We've got BYU just thoroughly thrashed by SC. My gosh, that was disappointing. And then they come back, and they play well against St. John's. Nice victory. And I gotta say, this Gideon George, he's the best Gideon since the Gideon's Bible, wouldn't you say? No doubt. Um, you know, it's it's always fun when uh, these new guys come in. You don't know a whole lot about them. Obviously, Gideon has a, a awesome story. Um, he, you know, my favorite part was you know reading a story about how he used to sleep by the court and wait for people. You know, so he didn't have to. When people come to play, he could uh, he could be there and play with them. And I just I think what they found in these last two games, especially, is just a guy who really can compete, but is so versatile. You know, he he actually showed me that he can play the three a lot. Um, I didn't realize he kind of had the game he had putting it on the floor, and he's got a sweet stroke. Um, so I, I think BYU found a really important piece that I'm sure they felt like there was a possibility that they had, but until you get out there and see it, you don't really know. And the way he responded in both games, really, I thought he was he was the one lone bright spot against USC. And then, um, you know, yesterday, the way he played 15 boards, and in my mind, getting that offensive rebound on the free throw after Averett had missed two, Cougars were up four. Man, that thing could have really slipped right there. Um, but he, you know, just gives extra effort and gets the offensive rebound on a free throw, and the Cougs are able to kind of salt that one away. But definitely a exciting new guy that we can watch locally in Gideon George. And a ton of credit to BYU because it is so hard when you get, um, you know, for lack of a better word, it really is. It's just you're devastated, you know, because you put all this time and effort into it. You get an opportunity to go play on national television. And, you know, they played as poorly as they probably could play. And it was awesome to see him come back yesterday 
you know, being disappointed in the middle of all that adversity and, and you know, I, I would say they didn't play stellar, but they what they did was they competed stellar. And the reason they won the game is because they, they had that chip on their shoulder for sure. So Tim McComb joining us, former BYU assistant basketball coach. Pope is playing a lot of dudes. Does he need to narrow it down a little bit? You know, I don't know if he does. I really kind of liked, I mean, early on I thought maybe so, but um, I think the way that he's presenting this to those guys, the way it seems anyway, is that each opportunity, each night they go out, there's going to be kind of a group of guys that are going to be best suited to to do what they do best. I mean, we didn't see Colby Lee, but two minutes yesterday and early, you know, the first couple of games, Colby had his first game, he had seven assists and scored the ball great. So I think what they have is really um, a versatile lineup. I think you probably won't see him playing 11, 12 probably, but I bet you see him playing 10, you know, playing 10. Most I think Spencer Johnson came in and gave him some good minutes yesterday. Um, you know, off the bench. And, and again, a guy like Gideon George who they weren't quite sure what they had perhaps in him, and now they see a guy that can fly, really kind of play two positions. Hyped-up freshman, uh, loner, head spinning a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know what's cool about Caleb, though, is and, – and I always found this with guys. I remind people all the time, Tyler Hawes missed his first 12 threes as a, as a college player. Um and the one thing that you got to love about Loner, though, is what's really actually um, Division One level right now is his defense and rebounding, you know. I mean, he was late on a rotation yesterday, uh, and that stuff's going to happen. But, like, being able to guard his guy and what he's bringing to them on the glass, I think he had seven boards, uh, you know, several offensive. He'll get it. You know, he's a guy who – the only way you can go through it is to go through it. Um, experience is the great teacher, and he can't can't skip a step. So one of these times, you know, a three's going to go in for him. It's going to break the lid there. And But I, I really love the physicality he brings, and I love uh, the way he's rebounding the ball. Tim McComb, former BYU assistant basketball coach, joining us, also does some jazz work here for the zone. You, Scott Washington, now uh, one of your friends, former UNLV head coach, BYU, Utah State assistant Dave Rice is still on the Washington staff as far as I know, and they're yeah. 0-2. And it's one thing to lose to UC San Bernardino, but they lost to UC Riverside. So the Utes play them. I'm thinking that the Utes start their season 1-0. and You definitely have to think that looking at it. I think, uh, you know, the the Washington flew to, to Las Vegas and played Baylor, um, and Baylor crushed them. Um, I think it was close to 40. And then last, I guess it was uh, Monday, they played Riverside uh, in Vegas, and Riverside beat them 15. Even a little bit more scary part of that is they scored 42 points. Um, so they lost a lot last year. They lost McDaniels uh, in yeah. the draft. Obviously, he went to the draft, and, and they lost Stewart, who Stewart. I love. Um, yeah. Everybody was telling me, you know, Stewart's just a marginal. He's a fringe NBA guy. And I'm like, no, that kid's a first-round pick, man. And he ended up going 16, I believe. Um, and I love Stewart. So they lost a lot. And I do think the Utes actually have some 
some really fun new faces too. Um, they bring Ian Martinez from California. Uh, his his dad Henry's one of the assistant coaches, um, and Ian had a really really good club uh, career and also a great high school career. Really versatile player, so it'll be fun to watch Ian. Um, the guy that that everybody's really kind of excited about up on the hill is a kid named Pell Larson, um, another European kid that they've brought in. Um, in talking to my buddies up there um, on the hill, they kind of liken Pell to kind of a Kyle Collinsworth type guy, does a little bit of everything. Um, they, re- they feel like he shoots the ball uh, actually a little better than Kyle did um, from the perimeter, but also has all that ability to make plays off the bounce and find guys and rebound the ball. So uh, you can kind of plug those guys in with uh, another, you know, a, a year more with Carlson. Um, Timmy Allen, obviously, the guy who they think is going to be one of the better players in the Pac-12. So, yeah, I, I would think, PK, they should start the season 1-0. Um, but the best part about it is at 4 o'clock we can flip it on and see what happens. What do the Utes need to do to be an NCAA tournament team? Well, it's, you know, it, it's so funny because at the beginning of every season, you know, I think that's everybody's goal. Uh, and the way you do it, in a simple, the simple answer to that is you win your games. You know, you win, win the games you're supposed to win and go steal a couple. Um, the Utes have the ability within the league, and I know the Pac-12 hasn't been as great the last few years in, um, in terms of NCAA success, but very talented league. Um, really, it's a matter of getting all your guys on the same page, you know, going out there and finishing. I mean, I think you have to finish anymore, uh, probably in the top three of the Pac-12, and you've got you've to have some wins of note um, outside a league, which they're going to have an opportunity. You know, they play, I believe they're playing BYU and Utah State, uh, who are pretty well thought of. Um, I, I, I mean, it's just a matter of winning those games in non-league that, that are winning a couple of those games that people think you, you know, maybe a 50-50 game and then winning all the ones you need to win and doing a good job in league. Tim McComb joining us. Gonzaga, based on what they've already done, have they pretty much clinched the number one seed? <laughs> Holy cow, man. Uh, well, a couple things about the Zags. I... I flipped them on. I, I can't tell you, PK, how awesome it is to watch them now and just appreciate them instead of, you know, at this time of year, particularly uh, the last, you know, 12 years prior, you'd watch them right now and you'd be like, holy smokes, how in the world? I mean, it instantly went to how, you know, how are we going to guard this and how are we going to do that? Um, now it's just a matter of being able to sit back and kind of watch what they do and really appreciate it. I think they've taken the next step. So I think they've gone in phases. Um, they just got their first real high-level national recruit uh, that everybody right out of the gate thinks is great, and they got him right out of high school. He's not a transfer. Uh, he's not a guy who they brought in from Europe. This is a kid who I think he was a sixth-ranked player in the um, in in the high school class, and, the, and they got him, and I think he may be – a top three player in the draft. I think that's how good this kid is. Speaking of Jalen uh, Suggs. Yeah. And it was a little scary last night. He, he tweaked his uh, – it looked like it could have been a non-contact Achilles injury. And yeah. luckily it was an ankle tweak and he was able to come back in. Um, but 
I just think Gonzaga, from the outside looking in and having seen all their teams through the years, this might be the best constructed team they've ever had for winning a national championship. Um, they've had great guards in the past. They've had great big guys in the past. But I think what they have this year is just uh, I think they have elite guards and a lot of them. Um, and they have guys who uh, with size like Suggs, who's six 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 seven, um, really interchangeable guys. They have Aaron Cook, who transferred from Southern Illinois. He's, uh, you know, he led their team to twenty plus wins last year. They add Nemhart right here at the buzzer from Florida, uh, who's had a storied career. Um, I love Timmy on the inside. I think the one piece that maybe they're not getting a whole lot right now out of their four. Um, and I think Antoine Watson's playing that, and I think that they don't have a lot of depth there. But, man, you throw Kispert and Suggs and Cook and Nemhard and Ayaye and Timmy, and, man, they, they have some, some really good pieces. I think they're a number one seed, and I think right now after watching Baylor last night, they play Baylor Saturday, and I think it will yeah. be a total uh, con- kind of conversion of two styles. You know, Baylor wants to beat you up and play in the half court and defend you. Zags want to get out and run, turn you over, get out and, and get an easy baskets. It's going to be an awesome kind of uh, game one and two with totally different styles, but I would expect the Zags to win that game. Cougars and NCAA tournament team? Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, obviously the USC game didn't didn't help, but to flip around in one in less than 24 hours, and look, St. John's is not a, a great team. They're picked ninth in the, in the Big East, okay? But they still came off. They were coming off a day of rest. They scored 97 against Boston College and beat Boston College, and, and BYU handled them. I think BYU's where BYU kind of always is. Um, right now they're on a fr- in the fringe discussion of the NCAA tournament, but they have an opportunity with the schedule they play, um, playing Utah State now in Logan, um, being able to play B State, who's really well thought of at home, and then uh, having the opportunity to play San Diego State in Utah. I think they've got a great schedule, and if they can win the, those games and compete well in the league, right now you know it's the same suspects as Gonzaga. St. Mary's is uh, off to a decent start, and um, in San Francisco has a marquee win over Virginia. The league's going to be pretty well thought of. So if I had to slide my chips in, I would slide my chips in on the side of BYU getting in the tournament this year. All right, that's some college basketball. We'll look forward to the games coming up. Utah State, BYU on Saturday, and the Utes kicking off conference play tonight. Tim, thanks for joining us. You bet, man. Pure kindness. I'm going to never forget it. <laughs> okay. And mine, is, what does... mine for you to know is TLC, which is not Tim Lacombe. It's Tender Loving Care. Uh, so, I believe that's what TLC is, yeah. Maybe you and I should start like a multi-level marketing skincare deal, PK and TLC. Um, and then you could read the promotions online and we could get a business going let's think about well that. then you th- you throw in some essential oils and the next thing you know we can get uh real house husbands of salt lake city from what i understand there's different kinds of essential oils there's street grade um you know and that's going to do a little bit more for you and then you know down to the holistic stuff 
So, yeah, we can work our way through that. But let's find some oil that uh, gets people excited. Are we going to get a TV show? Well, I mean, if we want to just crush the ratings, yes. But I don't know if we want to do that quite yet to people. Let's, let's give them small doses of this. There's a lot of places I can go, but I sense a somewhat of a reluctance on the TV show thing. <laughs> well, the, well, the whole the whole thing with uh, yeah, you and I don't look the best. We got face for radio. Um, what I will say though is we really need to start politicking to get DJ off the air. I, I think it's he's had his run. He's Mister, you know, your partner, DJ. Uh, vague. Oh, the soccer guy. Yeah, the soccer guy who wins all those awards. I think he's had his run. Let's let's have him retire, put him on emeritus status, and uh, let's TLC and PK. Let's run with that. All right, we'll see what we can do. Thanks for joining us, Tim. All right, guys. Thank you so much. See you.